Welcome to the Sexy Biz Babe podcast. I'm your host, Tia Lin, a business empowerment coach and motivational speaker. This show is for the high achieving woman who wants it all. Each week, I walk you through how to own your power, generate consistent leads, attract clients, and close sales with ease and confidence. It's time to make money doing what you love. Let's dive in. All right, my sexies. This is going to be one of those solo episodes where I just kind of catch you up on some personal things, share what's going on, and then dive into one of my fucking delicious, sexy, juicy, naughty fantasies that actually was brought to life. (laughs) And a part of me is scared to share it because it's a little bit risque, might you say, a little bit pushing the edges, more kinky and taboo, but based on the feedback that I've been getting in my DMs and my friends, everybody wants me to share it, and it may be one of those fantasies that a lot of women may desire, but they don't talk about, and This fantasy I've been desiring, visualizing, thinking about for, I don't know, over six, seven years. I don't know fucking how long, but I've definitely like thought of it, desired it, pictured it, kind of thought how it would go. And I'm not going to say when, but I finally got the the pussy because pussies are strong. I got the balls pussy to share this. And yeah, so I'm going to dive into that. But first, I just wanted to catch up on some random personal shit that's kind of funny. Um, And I'm also curious if you guys like the personal feedback or or the personal stories or kind of like what's going on in my life and stories or just random shit. Like DM me. I'd love to hear if you enjoy it. Or if you would rather me just stay on topic with the podcast theme, story, or education. I don't know. But this is going to be one of those solo episodes where I'm kind of just like sharing and being open and vulnerable. Okay, so it's really funny. I'm recording during this weird fucking time. I looked it up online to see if it had a name. It's called Twixmas. (laughs) It's kind of that week after Christmas. And then in between before New Year's Day, where you're just like, what the fuck do I do? This isn't quite hustle mode. There's like this weird time where we don't know what day it is. We're waiting for New Year's Eve for the next big bang. And like, I bet there's a bunch of people hustling and then some people like not working at all. It's like this weird time. And I remember even when I had a salary job, I think we were just off for the whole rest of the year. I can't remember. But if I did have a job and I was going to it, it was this weird time where there wasn't a lot of work to do and people were pretty lax, but then we got paid. I don't know. It's just this weird time. And then for me, I just got out of this fucking crazy ass hustle mode where I'd been working 12 to 16 hour days. I'm not joking. 12 to 16 hour days since October. My first day off was a few days ago (laughs) and it felt really nice. And then 
honestly, until Christmas, I hadn't really had a full day off, only one other time. So now I'm in this point where I'm like, okay, I have this long to-do list. I have these goals. I want to do this blowout course for the end of the year, but I'm just tired and not super motivated. (laughs) But my super not motivated is I just finished editing two podcasts and I don't know. I have a little bit different, uh, (laughs) a different type of vibe because I do love what I do and I'm still making posts and things, but yeah, whatever. I just feel really lazy because I'm not working 12 to 16 hour days and I'm not hustling and it just, it's kind of weird. So anyways, I'm in this time and I'm all excited to share and talk about my fantasy, but it got me thinking of kind of the past few months. And honestly, I realized today I just surpassed my six-month anniversary of not talking to my ex. Woo! Yay! Um, we I had this on and on, on and off relationship for three years, and you know, I'd make it a few months and then we would talk and pretend we'd be friends, and then we'd be back together, back in some sort of a fucked up relationship for me. And I'm really proud of myself. I have gone no contact and I'm at the six month point where I finally made it. And not going to lie today, I had this moment where I'm driving close to his house and I'm just like, fuck, I just want to go over to his house or I just want to call him or something. I still get that from time to time. And you know what? (laughs) A big part of that is lack of sex. I'm not going to lie. There has been some really fun experiences and I have been enjoying being single, focusing on my business, dating, getting spoiled, meeting multiple people, going to play parties, being free, whatever. But I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Being single and not having like a friend with benefits that's consistent or that you enjoy really fucking sucks for my sex life. Especially when my last relationship, we had a lot of fucking sex and I got used to it and it was three years. Three years of the most sex I've ever had in my life. And like, I'm talking when we had sex, we'd have it like three to four to five times. We'd have like days dedicated to sex. Not like days in a row, but like a day. Like once in a while, we would just like have a sex day with some work in between. And it was just fucking amazing. And we were both entrepreneurs. So we would work and play and fuck all day. (laughs) It'd be like, we'd wake up, we'd take calls, we'd work, we'd do things. We'd take a sex break. We'd go back to work. It was just, I loved it. And that is something that I'm looking for in the future is being able to like hustle and then play and like talk about business and like Uh, Before that relationship, I didn't really think that I could find somebody that I could grow with and improve with and continue to like hustle and build my business because even as I'm dating, the people that are interested are like, oh, let's go on a date and they want to spend the whole rest of the night and that like really kills my brain and my hustle mode. Whereas like, I just want someone that we can like, 
get together. Um, maybe if we take a little bit of time that I need to get back to a client or something, and then we could go back to hanging out. I don't know. I, I, that's what I had and that's what I'm looking for. And that's what I desire is like, I could go over and well, in the past it was, he was cooking and I'd be working or, um, I'd be working. We'd both be working. We'd take breaks. We'd talk. We'd fuck. It was just amazing. Okay. So I do really miss getting fucked more often. (laughs) Not going to lie. And through dating, like there's just, you know, uh, you don't want to just have sex with anybody doesn't matter how fucking horny I am, like right now, I'm fucking horny and I'm like, okay, I have several people I could call that I've already had sex with and I'm just like, "Eh, nah, was it worth it? Did I like it? Did I enjoy it? Do I want to open that Pandora's box? Is it convenient? Did they respect me? Did they, there's just so much to it where I'm just like, eh, nah. And then the only person that I do like is like busy. And yeah, so I saw this meme on Instagram and it says dick pressed. Being sad or upset about the lack of dick in your life. Are you suffering from depression? And yes, at this moment, I'm suffering from depression. And it's insane because I bet a lot of men are like, what the fuck? Why don't you just go get laid? Well, men, um, if you put more effort towards me being pleased, hmm, that would help. If you showed some respect and maybe like, I don't know, I do enjoy a guy, even if it is friends with benefits, that you can like enjoy yourself, maybe go out, go have fun, have sex, connection. It doesn't have to be detached completely for me and I can still be detached. And then I remember in Utah, I used to have some friends with benefits and it would be like that. We would meet up here and there. We'd go on a date or do something fun, have sex, talk, even a sleepover. And then maybe we'd go a couple months without seeing each other. But when I moved to California, I noticed that it's like a black and white. There's no in-between. There's not this like friends with benefits where you can respect and connect. And honestly, I struggle with that because it does take me a lot of, I don't know if it's, it's not even time. It's. I haven't liked somebody on a deeper connection and I saw a future with in years, like five years besides my ex. And so I was dating and didn't really like anybody um, for, for a variety of reasons. It's because I'm dating very intentional. I want my next partner or person that I hang out with a lot to have some sort of a future. No, you know what? Take that back. Have a future. (laughs) not some sort of a future. I want to put my time into someone with intention where I could possibly see a future with them and it could go somewhere, 
but I'm not attached to the goal. It's just like, ooh, let's see if this would fit. But I'm no longer going to keep dating people who I do not see a future with. I could have a friends with benefits, but it has to be with somebody that still aligns with my values and needs and respects me and I respect them and we know where we stand. Whereas most men, they just have this like fucker bullshit vibe where they like pretend they want to date you They have no desire to actually date or connect. Like, I still want to connect with someone. (laughs) And have some sort of a relationship, even if it is infrequent, and it's just friends with benefits. And the last person I had that with turned out to be a dumbass. But we're not going to get into that in this episode. (laughs) Future episode, yes. Happened a while ago, yes. But anyways... So I'm a little depressed and don't know what to do about it. And I was sitting in my bed and I was like, you know what? I'm going to record this episode and get my frustration out. And I was even like, you know what? I'm going to put my clit sucking vibrator in while I record the episode. Yes, I sometimes masturbate and touch myself while I record my episode. Sorry, fam. You better not be listening to my nasty, dirty episodes, okay? But yeah, I think you should know if it's labeled something like this is going to be labeled like naughty, (laughs) naughty sexual fantasy or something. I don't know. Anyways, but yes, my podcast turned me on and you know what? I hope they turn you on too. In the future, I'm thinking of having like some really juicy ones that are for a paid subscription. I don't know, but we'll see. But the summary is that I was trying to get across is I did actually like somebody and because my ex fucked with my head so much with manipulation and getting his way and pretty much I realized that I was settling for very much less than what I needed but he was getting most of his needs met. And so I was getting manipulated into what um, (laughs) Michael Hussey calls the Goldilocks pain paradox. It's the amount of things I am willing to get from him with the amount of pain I will tolerate, but they will get all of their needs met. And so while I was fulfilling his needs, he also made me feel like I wasn't appreciative enough that he would convince me that I'm not an I'm not appreciative enough for what he's giving me but while I've been dating and communicating with other people and then my friends and you know finally getting my distance is like I was settling for like the bare minimum and like some of the shit that he would do to me made me feel like shit and made me feel crazy and I was just settling for like such low grade uh, shit. Okay. Uh, Before we get too negative, an example of that was I was communicating with a guy I was dating and I was just like, Oh, Hey, what are you up to? And he didn't get back to me for a long time. And he was like, Oh, Hey, once he got back to me, he was like, Oh, Hey, I'm 
at a cigar bar and I'm with the guys and we just got really busy talking about investments. He's kind of like reassuring me and like just telling me where he's at and what he's been up to. Where my ex, I'd be like, oh, what are you up to? And he'd be like, chilling. And even though we communicated always later, talked, he would always make me feel like shit. If I was like, oh, but like, who are you with? What are you up to? And he'd be like, oh, what do you need to know? And it would cause fights. And it would just be because that's what we do with our friends. We're like, oh, hey, sorry, I've been in a movie or something like that. But he always felt this, like, like I didn't deserve to be told what he was up to or why he wasn't responding to me. And it definitely bring up that anxious side of me in my attachment style. And so... While I've been dating, it's been nice to experience people who are more forthcoming and communicative about our boundaries and our feelings and kind of like where we stand. Anyways, it's just been nice of getting that type of need met and it hasn't been difficult and it made me feel a lot more sane (laughs) and that I actually wasn't crazy and that maybe certain people bring out that crazy side of you and I shouldn't be with those types of people. (laughs) Like dating has been really chill and I enjoy it and I like it. And even though I am liking a guy, I noticed while dating that my ex's voice was going in my head telling me like, you need to be more appreciative. You need to show more gratitude. And even though we just started dating, I noticed I would try to give more or show appreciation more. And I feel like I went on the opposite side where I went too much to the extreme where the guy maybe didn't deserve it. And I was being too appreciative. I don't know. And I don't know. I feel like I've been giving a little bit too much. And so I need to find a balance until they deserve that type of appreciation and gratitude. So working on that. (laughs) And honestly... I have not connected deeply with somebody that I could see a future with in a really long time. And I got this this crush going on and it's been so long besides my ex that was really consistent that I'm just like, what the fuck? How do you deal with these feelings? Like, how do you deal with them like detaching a lot or not talking to you as much as they used to? Like, what the fuck? I'm going crazy. So I'm getting back to being solo and my equilibrium and like kind of not really seeing many people. I'm not like dating a lot. Um, obviously not fucking a lot, which sucks. And yeah, so I'm going to dive into a really awesome, fucking delicious, sexy fantasy that I had that I just lived out a little bit ago and the details and the fucking naughtiness and, Oh, are you ready? Are you ready? So pretty much this is audio porn. So teenagers, uh, see ya. I think you should stop listening right now. And family members and anybody that doesn't want to hear some naughty, dirty little secrets, uh, leave now. I'm giving you your time. How many times have I said this? Okay, goodbye. And let's dive into it. So I am very dominant, naturally. I naturally take the lead. I take charge. When there's a problem, I will just fix it. I'm just naturally that way. 
Um, I'm a doer. I'm a go-getter. Um, if there's a small group, I usually choose to be the leader. If there's a big group, I choose to be the leader. Even if there's hundreds or thousands, I just, I naturally like to take the initiative and take charge and be a leader. And that's just who I am. <laughs> like, I know what I want. I know what result or desire or like goal. And then I just take the steps to do it. I just work back on the goal and get it. And so even in sex, I'm like, okay, do this, do this, do that. But during the past few years, I've really learned submission and releasing control and getting into my feminine energy. And that has brought me so much joy and I don't know, pleasure. And it feels really nice to let go, especially in the bedroom, which I have always liked, even at the beginning. It was just like in the bedroom, I was usually more submissive. But with certain people, my go-getter alpha mentality would come up in the bedroom with certain people and like dictate or tell people what to do. And you know, with my last relationship, I really got more into that submissive, like releasing, letting go, being in my feminine. And it was fucking amazing. And so, and also really understanding more of my desires that I had for years and years. And that was to release control. I've always been like ever since 50 shades of gray came out, I've always wanted to have more of that like kinky bondage surrender. Like I got ropes and, and toys and things like from the very get go. When I first started having sex, like I was just always intrigued by that kinky taboo idea and being submissive and tied up or like cute little hand furry handcuffs. Like I got that with like my second boyfriend and I loved it. And like restriction and it just turns me on. So I've had this fantasy of being tied up and submissive and oof. So I've been wanting to find somebody that is more of a dom and has some experience doing it. Not just like, oh, my boyfriend and he's super basic and here, tie me up. No, I wanted like that Dom energy. And so I recently met somebody at an event or a party and okay, you know what? I'll just share my, while I was at this event, it was a play party. I got my ass spanked. (laughs) He even brought out dragon tail which is like a long leather whip slash like toy thing, okay? And it was intense. And I did it with this girl and he was like lashing. I think there was first some spanking and then he brought out that whip and oh, it was a sting and it was intense, but I liked it. And so I just kept, you know, going for it. But I'd never done it before, but I was like surrendering to the the intense like pleasure and pain that it brought and like that sting and that like whoo feeling. And I just kept going. Little did I know it would leave a ton of bright blue and purple bruises on my ass. 
Anyways, that happened. And so I was really turned on by this guy. I didn't know much about him. I was just like, oh, that was fun. But he had that like Dom energy. We connected and exchanged numbers. And he ended up inviting me to another event that I could attend. Um, I think I talked about it a little bit, but it was during that time where I wasn't having sex. So I just kind of attended and it was kinky and funny and sexy, but we didn't like explore any of that. But then we set up a time and he got to dominate me and he, we talked about boundaries, consent, kind of like red light, green light, um, some like words to share if I want to slow down or stop and he slowly slowly put these really sexy restraints on me first that were black with gold it was like really sexy there was thigh ones ankle ones arm ones and then like a sexy choker and they're like black leather with gold metal and then laid me down and started with my arms and tied me to the bedpost. My right arm and then my left arm. And it was really sexy and more of like a slow methodical with rope. And I was just like already in my like, ah, like my uh, impatient self where I'm like, get it done. No, he was drawing it out. So I had to surrender and then blindfolded me and then tied my feet, and pretty tight, so I couldn't move too much, on all four bedposts. And then, a ball gag. And I've played with ball gags before. It may sound a little intimidating, but the reason why I love ball gags is because It really puts me into that surrender, submissive state where I cannot control. I can't dictate. I can't tell him what to do. I can't say too much or not enough. Like I could if I really need to. I can make some sounds. I could push it out of my mouth. That's fine. But like I I could. But it's a lot more difficult and you really have to surrender. And I also love that feeling of my mouth being stuffed, to be honest. It's sexy, it tantalizes me. I just feel in that submissive state. And then he starts playing with this like claw thing. And I wasn't sure what it was because I'm blindfolded and I'd never seen it before, but it kind of felt like, I don't know, there was like this weird toy that you could like, not a protractor, but it was like a little wheel that is spiky that you could like roll on somebody and I thought it was that and it was like scratching kind of like dragging but it was like a sexy pain like kind of like sharp nails but like pointy on my chest and my nipples and I was like ooh, like I love some boob nipple stimulation play it felt amazing and then while that's happening he brought out the wand the vibration wand And played with that while he's playing with my nipples and scratching me and touching me. Oh my gosh, just thinking about it. 
And then just being in that deep surrender, like already I was turned on just being in that submissive state. And then with multiple stimulation at once and blindfolded, you're just going to like the submissive euphoria to me. And I'm just like, oh, this feels so good. I'm already peak sensation, peak horniness. And then it's a lot of edging. Edging is where you bring yourself all the way up to that edge where you could explode, you could come, whatever it is, and then back down and then bring back to that edging and bring back down. And it's like, you're not, you don't get to come. You don't get to relieve yourself. It's just this like tantalizing, sexy seduction. Ooh, and it just builds you up and up and up. And then you're just getting to this point. You're just like, ah, like I need to explode. But what I've learned is that you can just keep going and keep surrendering and keep feeling it, keep letting it through your body, keep breathing that pleasure all the way from your head to your toes and just surrender and leaning back. And it's just so fucking juicy. I'm so horny right now. And then, ah, so he's bringing the wand on my pussy and it's just like, I'm so fucking close, but like, Usually with me, I need a little bit of finger stimulation to get me off or to squirt. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so close. Like I know like if, if there was not a ball gag in my mouth, I'd be like, oh, use your fingers or like try and dictate. And so I'm just like surrendering and making noises and just, oh, in this bliss state. And that continues for quite a while. I just remember just so much edging and stimulation and pleasure and I definitely reached some orgasm, but not any like liquid or like full release. It was like a body orgasm, kind of like a clit orgasm, but it wasn't the full release. So I was still like pent up. Oh, okay. And then he comes up and pulls my ball gag down and sticks his dick down my mouth. And remember, I'm laying on a bed, I'm restrained, and so he just has full power. And not going to lie, I'm not, I mean, I guess I am, I don't know. I don't do a ton of like deep throating, like choking, like that all the time. Um, but in this moment, I just surrender, I just let go, and he's just going hard on my throat but this really turns me on I really really am turned on with like my face being stuffed or I'm being stuffed with the stimulation like two things happening at once it's just mind-blowing kind of like what you could do is I really love going down on a guy with a vibrator Like it just takes it to the next level and it makes me enjoy giving them head more. And that was kind of like this. He was still using the wand on me while I'm like surrendering and submitting my throat to his fucking dick. And I'm just like trying not to gag and surrender, but also being open and also feeling all the sensations at once. And it's just like, oh my God. So I'm just like, shaking (laughs) and it's just so hot and I just keep going there's times where I kind of am like I need a breath I don't say anything but like he can tell or like I move back a little bit to get a breath and then like re-surrender and it's just so fucking hot 
am so wet right now. And I was so wet in that moment. And I just kept surrendering. And then he would tease me and he'd go down on me and he'd fuck my throat pretty much. And I was just gagging and, oh, I didn't even know I could take it that deep and that long. And I was like, okay. And then there was this point and he came out and he's playing with the vibrator, bringing me to orgasm and breathe. (laughs) And it's just so sexy. Like this is what I've always desired is being in this like tied up, tantalized, teed, teased till the brink of orgasm where I, I just can't take it anymore. I just need the dick because <laughs> he has not fucked me at this moment. And so we get to that brink and I'm just like dying and he keeps tantalizing and teasing me and playing with the vibrator and then fucking my face and like scratching me. And I'm like, Oh, it's amazing. And then, yeah, we get to this point and I'm like, okay, I really just can't take it anymore. Like I need to fully come. And I was like, I think he takes off the ball gag and I'm like, Oh, and I'm like, okay, I need to fuck. <laughs> I need your dick in me. And so he finally like fucks me. And oh my God, it feels so good with all of that mm, juicy foreplay and play and so much pleasure. And then just finally like receiving his big cock in my fucking pussy. <gasps> feels so good. I'm so already warmed up. I'm so horny. When you bring a woman to that, when you make her beg for it, you when you make her pussy throb and she's begging for it and you're tantalizing and teasing her, her pussy is fucking juicy and wet and it's throbbing. It's going to feel that much better. And it just felt so amazing and I could feel his like release of like, oh, how good it felt. And then just going ham on me while I'm tied up and tantalized and like in surrender. And then he unties my feet. I don't remember if he finished yet. I'm not sure. But, and then we start again and he ties up my feet to the arm, to where my arms are at, at the top of the bed to post. And so I'm like full fucking (laughs) open, open straddle, can't move. Good thing I'm fucking flexible. And I just let go. I just submit and it's fucking so sexy. Like I've, I've definitely thought of that, but it's never happened. And it's so fucking sexy. And then he gets to a point and he moves both of my legs because it's like this sliding post. So they're tied up on both sides of the top of the bed post. And then he slides it to the other side, both of them. And so both of my legs are together now. I'm still tied up and he's just fucking me. Oh, and it's tighter and wet and so hot and feels so good. Oh my God. And then, ah. I'm pretty sure he's just going to town and he comes and then he finishes me off and takes the blindfold off and ball gag off and then I give him some tips or I'm like, ooh, now get me to squirt and he gets me to fully release and squirt and it's just like, 
this release after this intense fucking buildup and it, oh, it feels so good. Oh, and I'm just like in awe that this fantasy that I have visualized maybe in different ways, but similar has just happened. And it was just as fucking hot, if not hotter than the desire and fantasy that I've played in my mind multiple times. It was hotter because it was real. And it was so amazing. And then I'm pretty sure we definitely had sex like once or twice again. And it had been a couple weeks since I'd had sex. And so it was just so fucking hot and so needed and so deeply desired to surrender in that way, in that dominant way. And later he told me, he's like, I don't usually let anyone dictate when they are going to get fucked. And I was like, well, I needed it. And I'm new to this, (laughs) but I deeply, deeply needed it. And I was just like dying. Ah, so maybe in the future I'll have to submit more and just like let him dictate. But I was dying. I needed it. But he also did say to like bring up my needs and desires as well. Um, But maybe not like dictate like fuck me now, (laughs) which was so awesome. He also said that he doesn't usually like ball gags, but because I'm very vocal, I make a lot of noises. He said it was just so sexy because I couldn't dictate, but then I was still giving him confirmation and making a lot of noises And I just had to submit. So it can be a little fun to surrender in that way. So if you ever want to try, um, I, I urge you to give it a try. It can be really fun and just relax your jaw as a tip. (laughs) There's my sexual fantasy that was so amazing and so sexy. And then afterwards we actually got to connect and have these really deep conversations and kind of some reflections of how we were perceived through each other's eyes. And I actually had some realizations of things that I've done to protect myself and my energy and how I was coming across to other people. And I was like, fuck, wow. And so yeah, we had some really good reflections and triggering moments afterwards. I think it was in the morning, but it was really amazing. And just surrendering and then getting nurtured and loved after that deep surrendering and fucking, like you always got to put love into the person and nurture and connection. And so I just felt really full and nurtured and loved and appreciated after and ooh, steamy. So sexy. I'm definitely going to have to go play in a minute. But I loved it so much. And there was my sexual fantasy that I will be continuing to explore. And I'm so excited to be on this sexploration with a dom. And kind of how the last few events happened to me. It was like that. I don't know, some some sad events like not seeing the guy that I liked and him detaching, but then I could fully like surrender and feel okay 
doing this exploration with a guy that I've connected with previously. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this guy's not putting any effort to me. I'm fucking single as fuck. So I'm like really happy to be on this exploration and this journey and get more into submission. And yeah, I will be sharing some more. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I surely did. And I will be sharing more juicy episodes. I feel like this one was a little bit vulnerable. So I talked a lot in between and explained things. I'm definitely open to constructive feedback. Um, I think because I'm so vulnerable, it's like, I, I don't know. I just add words in between or whatnot, but I want you to take away from this episode that your desires, your fantasies are okay. And you don't need to be shamed by them, whether they're different, whether they're not the norm. Some of our fantasies are just there And they don't ever have to actually happen. It doesn't have to go to fruition, but it can still turn you on. Um, And I will definitely have some more future episodes around that. But I do have a episode around fantasies and desires with Rena, so go check that out. If you are wanting to take your sex, your pleasure, your confidence to that next fucking level where you feel so accepted in yourself, you feel free, you feel confident, you feel fucking sexy that you walk into a room and you are fucking goddess powerful badass, then this sexy goddess course is for you and it's my signature course. It has over eight trainings. I add more to it every year. We go over from breaking out of shame, owning your sexy goddess power, to how to squirt and how to hit your G-spot, to taking your pleasure to the next level, multiple orgasms, and really getting into that feminine energy and that magnetic energy where you're just fucking attractive and you feel so comfortable in being yourself. So if you're interested, go check the links in the bio. I either have it where it's self-guided or I will have a launch period where I have people take it and then we have group coaching calls live. So go check it out. Either sign up for the wait list or right now it is included in my end of year bundle blowout. So go check that out. And uh, I would love to have you level up with Tia.com. Go check it out and it will change your life no matter where you're at in your sex life, relationship. You can have good sex. You can have great sex, but you can always take it to the next level. You can always go further. You can always break through more of that shame or inhibition that's holding you back. So I hope you enjoy it. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, review, and share with your fellow biz babes. I'd love to hear your thoughts, takeaways, and questions. So leave me a review on iTunes. And until next time, I'll see you at the top. It's up to you to level up.